Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Hijabi Diaries. This is season one, episode nine. So today's topic is actually about women in Islam. So we're gonna talk about the value and overall the power women have had throughout Islamic history. So as we all know, March is like the month of women, International Women's Month, and about like. Three-ish days ago, I believe, March 27th was International Muslim Women's Day, even though there is actually nothing like Women's Day in Islam since every single day is dedicated to our beautiful women out there. I forgot to mention this, but I'm also going to interview a few of my Muslim friends and my cousins to get their point of views on what it means to be a Muslim woman and basically the value that they hold in Islam. Ramzan Mubarak or Ramadan Kareem, however you want to say it. But we have finally reached the beautiful month, you guys. Like, alhamdulillah, I am just so happy. But I would like to say, if you have not checked out my Ramadan episode, please go check it out. You can learn so much from it. Even if you're a Muslim or if you're a non-Muslim, we all can learn from anything. Ramzan came at literally such a perfect time, alhamdulillah. And I feel like it's a way for us to just now relax and cleanse our souls and just get closer to our deen. Alhamdulillah, we are just so blessed to be able to experience this month. Because I know for my family, a few people have already passed away on the first few days of Ramadan. Done. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them jantafridos and forgive them for their sins and mistakes. Amen. I'm going to give you guys a little motivational speech because you guys really need to hear it. So if we can do every single thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has required for us to do in Ramzan, why can we not do it when it isn't? Why do we feel as if we're going to be just good Muslims for the month of Ramadan? That's not how it works, you guys. You have to keep up this behavior even when Ramadan ends. I don't like the people who are just going to be religious Muslims for the month of Ramadan. That's not beneficial for you. That's not going to help you in the Ahira. If you're just going to go back to your bad habits as soon as Ramadan ends, you're not being a really good Muslim. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all. Amin. But you guys, you have to understand, if you can pray your five daily salahs, your namaz, every single day in the month of Ramzan, then why couldn't you not do it when it's not Ramzan? We feel like we have so much time, but we really don't. This dunya is coming to an end, you guys. Like, the signs have been so clear. We are on the verge of the day of judgment. But Allah knows best, you guys. Take this as a wake-up call. We do not have that much time left. If you're just going to go back to those nasty haram habits, what are you doing with your life? You're not being a good Muslim. This is not going to help you. My brothers and sisters, I just want to help you guys. If you do not wake up now, when are you going to wake up? Are you going to wake up when you're in your grave, when you're begging for Allah to bring you back to life, to bring you back to this dunya? That's not how it works. You're not going to come back. There is just so much that we can do, but we choose not to do it. Why? Why do we choose not to do it? Please wake up. This is the only chance that we have. Do you want to go to Jahannam or Jannat? Choose your path because once you choose the wrong one, you're going to be there for the rest of eternity. So please go pray if you haven't already prayed. Make dua to Allah for forgiveness. If you know that you're going to be a bad Muslim after this, then please ask for forgiveness. Ask for guidance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all. Amin. Okay, so in Islam, there's actually nothing like Women's Day. I know, crazy, right? But here's the catch. All days, they actually belong to women as they belong to men too. 
So in Islam, every single day is Mother's Day because we honor our women that gave us life the same way as our fathers have. So to those non-Muslims that celebrate their parents on those certain days like Mother's Day or Father's Day, I actually feel sorry for you guys because in my religion, we honor our parents every second of the day, not just on those regular days. So please be kind to your parents and try to do everything that they need you to do because not everyone is blessed to be able to see their parents or have them in their lives. So if you do have that chance, then please say Alhamdulillah. And to those that have lost their parents, may Allah SWT grant them Jannah for those and forgive them for their sins and mistakes. Allah SWT devotes an entire chapter of the Quran, Surah An-Nisa, to women. In addition, Allah directly addresses women repeatedly throughout the Quran. Alright, so let's talk about the very wide range of women's rights in Islam. Let's start off with education. So back in the 7th century, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, declared that the pursuit of knowledge is required on every Muslim male and female. This declaration was very clear and was largely implemented by Muslims throughout history. So one of the most influential scholars of Islam was Prophet Muhammad's wife, Aisha radiyu anha. So after his death, men and women would travel to learn from her because she was considered a great scholar of Islam. The recognition of female scholarship and women's participation in academics has been very encouraged and practiced throughout the majority of Islamic history. Let's interview a few of my family and my friends to know what their perspective on being a Muslim woman in Islam means and a woman of color. So let me introduce you to these four beautiful ladies. Assalamualaikum. My name is Masira and I'm a friend of Malaika. Assalamualaikum. My name is Halima, Malaika's younger cousin. Assalamualaikum. Hi guys. My name is Aisha and I'm a family friend of Malaika's and I'm really glad to have this opportunity to talk on here. Hello. I'm one of Malaika's friends from school and today I'll just be giving you guys my perspective. My first question for you guys is what does being a Muslim woman mean to you? Being a Muslim woman means a lot of things to me. It means that I'm disciplined, obedient, and that I'm respectful of myself. And I'm honest to my religion because a lot of times people are like, oh, Muslim women are oppressed, hijabis are oppressed, they can't do this, they can't do this, they can't wear that. But in my headspace, it's that I'm disciplined. I follow my God, Allah, and I believe anything he tells me. And like, I just feel safe as a Muslim woman. I feel like all the things we have to do, how we have to cover ourselves, I just feel like safe. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel more secure with myself. And being a Muslim woman, it means a lot to me. And I'm really grateful that I was born one. Being a Muslim woman in America means to persevere. Because as women alone, we have to go through a lot, like what our gender roles should be how we should only you know cook and clean and things like that but also being muslim um i go through that like every day like people underestimate me they don't know what we're really capable of but now the kids of today are being i have role models of like you know, Muslim entrepreneurs, Muslim architects, Muslim, like, fields that you would never think 10 years ago that Muslim women would be able to do. I think being a Muslim woman means that 
I'm protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the days, throughout the years, and throughout all my life. Alright, so to me and many other Muslim women across the world, being a Muslim girl means to be a symbol of empowerment, a symbol of bravery, and most importantly, an unapologetic version of myself. How do you deal with all the criticism and hate that you get from others? I try to ignore it at my best because here and there, you'll hear people be like, oh, terrorist, bomber, you bombed my country or whatever. But in my head, I am just keep on telling myself that it's not true and I should not listen to them and ignore them because they're getting guna for their actions. And if I reply back, I'll probably say something smart and rude and I'll get guna too. And I'll just know Allah will deal with them privately one day, like, you know. So I just try to ignore it at my best. And if somebody like comes up to me and says a straight thing, then I'll just be like, flat answer. I'll try to ignore them as best because it's going to here, here to happen. Like, somebody always hates something about you, so I just choose to ignore it and be a mature person. I deal with the hate and things like that by just ignoring it because people are my masjid, and at the masjid, are you a convert, blah, 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 what's your name and all? Because they expect, like, me to have, like, a non-Islamic name and, you know, like, and I'm not just saying that because they'll look at you a certain way, you know, make their faces, go and repeat what you told them to somebody else. Oh, yeah, her name is Fatima, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think she's a convert. But many times I had to stand up for myself because people didn't know how to, you know, just come up and ask me or, like, understand that we live in a new generation and there are african-american muslims there are hispanic muslims honduran muslims there are like asian muslims there's muslims around the world australian muslims and like american muslims you know pakistani muslims you know everybody anybody can be a muslim alhamdulillah i deal with it by ignoring it because i know that i am a strong independent muslim woman and i got criticized a lot like people calling me terrorist bomber and stuff like that but i know it's their insecurities that hurting them and they're just bullying me because of their insecurities a lot of the time people will tell me and other muslim girls you're not good enough for hijab or you're a kafir for not doing such and such and a common question i get for that is how do i deal with all that hate as a non-hijabi muslim girl it's mostly random non-muslims telling me these things so who am i to listen to them and it sounds so cliche but the more people say things like this the more i get attached and drawn to islam I just try my best to educate the person without any vulgar language or any rude behavior. To all the constructive criticism I get, I always take the words into consideration since I know it's coming from a good side of their heart. Does Islam keep you going even when it feels as if others think of you, a Muslim woman, as oppressed? Islam keeps me going no matter what because I always rely on Allah. I, you know, when I feel troubled, I rely on Allah. When I feel happy, I rely on Allah. I always rely on Allah. So Islam keeps me going all the time. And Allah protects women with the hijab. So as like... Um, I was taught that even if you don't wear a physical hijab, if you keep yourself, you know, modest, you always have on a hijab. It doesn't always need to be a physical hijab. And that's what I live by. You know, inshallah, this upcoming Ramadan, every day I'm going to try to wear a hijab. 
Islam does keep me going. I feel like as a Muslim woman, I know some Muslims don't, but I do, and I pray five times a day. I feel like that helps me a lot. Even though, like, the days I'm rushing and I have to get somewhere, I pray, and it just makes me feel better. Like, it clears my head. And doing dua, I love doing dua. It just makes me feel so, like, like a safe space. Like, I just, Alami is my best friend, and I can tell him everything and anything I need to tell him. And I hate when people say that we're oppressed because we're not. It's just because we follow the rules of our religion, we're oppressed. I don't really understand what they mean. But it really does keep me going. Like, whenever I feel down or something, I'm always like, oh, let me go listen to Surah Yasi, let me go recite this, let me go read the Quran, let me go read my prayers, let me do dua to Allah. It always comes down to that. It's nothing like, you know, how somebody that's like not Muslim, they would be like, oh, let me go do drugs or let me go do this. I feel like I have Islam and it keeps me going in a good way. Yes, Islam keeps me going. I'm happy to be a Muslim. I'm happy to be a wonderful Muslim. But people can say anything about my religion because that's their opinion. At the end of the day, their opinion doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and my religion to me. Actually, yes, because the more I hear people feed into the stereotypes and all the Islamophobia, I research Islam more. And when I do that, I research things such as verses taken out of context and try to find the true meaning. And like I said, every time I do this, I always find a good answer, which drives me more more into Islam. If I'm being honest, at first, when people used to say things like this, I used to actually question my faith. But now that my iman is so strong, I'm sure that Islam is the truth. I just can't imagine it being any other religion. And after all the Islamophobia I faced and everything like that, I'm still going to stick with Islam, like no matter what. I might face hate for it, but at least I know there's a possibility of me going to Jannah. This question is for Fatima. So as a black Muslim, has anyone like ever thought you might have like converted to Islam what was your experience been with others when you tell them that you're Muslim? Yes, many people thought I was a convert. They didn't believe that I was born a Muslim. I'm like a, I don't know, maybe a 20th generation Muslim. And, you know, I, my experience with other Muslims has been kind of downhill because I had a friend and that friend, we were friends for a, while, a long time. And her dad no longer liked me because I was African. Well, her dad didn't like me because I was African-American. And he made that clear. So I've just been, you know, distancing myself a little. But that's not going to stop me from being me, you know? So, yeah. My experience has been kind of rough because... Maybe he thought that I was lying, my mom was lying, oh, we weren't born Muslim, you know. But yeah, but at the end of the day, Allah is going to be the one that judges you, not the people that judge you every day. At the day on the day of judgment, Allah is going to judge you, not the, these people. This question is for Aisha. So I heard that you're trying on the hijab. Mashallah, that's a really big step. So how has it been so far? Do you feel like maybe one day you'll be like a full-time hijabi? If you guys didn't know, she's actually a half hijabi. She doesn't wear the hijab every single day. Like, she doesn't wear it full-time, basically. So, I know that's really confusing. I was confused, too. But, Aisha, can you please explain to the people and myself how the half hijabi works? 
Yeah, of course. So I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I consider myself a quote-unquote part-time hijabi. And again, I know it sounds weird, but what this means is a lot of the time when I go out, I wear the hijab to get more used to it. So when I do, inshallah, become hijabi, it won't be as difficult. And it really helps a lot with my personal journey. And in doing so, it gives me a sense of hopefulness that one day I can actually be a full-time hijabi. But piggybacking off of that, I would actually love to become hijabi one day, inshallah. And I know I don't wear it right now, but even then, I do understand it's an obligation. And so, yes, one day, inshallah, I will wear it. As for my own personal relationship with the hijab, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Trust me, I really want to wear a hijab. But then I see all these news channels saying this woman got hate crime for wearing hijab. And then I see that people like get discriminated on a daily basis. People get spit on, they get beat up, they get killed just for expressing their faith. But when you see a Christian wearing uh, like a necklace of the cross, oh, they're safe. Nothing happens to them. And I'm not saying Christians aren't oppressed in some countries. Yes, they are. But in the U.S., when I go out dressed as a Muslim, I will get hate crime. But when a nun goes out and she's wearing a cross necklace, oh no, it's fine because she's expressing her faith. Jazakallah, thank you guys for participating. That was really good. I loved everyone's responses, mashallah. They were really nice. So is there anything else you guys would like to say before I close off the episode? Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. May Allah bless you. Malaika, thank you so much for letting me come on here and talk with you and your listeners. This is my opinion and my answers to these questions. And yeah, Allahfiz. Thank you for having me, Malaika. Allahfiz. Amin, sama amin. Just like had for the duas, that means so much to me. But thank you, you guys, for participating. That was really fun. I enjoyed it. And it was really different from what I do. So I really liked it. But other than that, this is it for the episode. Thank you guys for listening. I enjoyed this so much. I hope you guys enjoyed it too and learned a lot more from each one of these ladies' perspectives. And may Allah have mercy on our souls and forgive us for our sins and mistakes. Amin. Have a good Ramzan, you guys. And that's it. Until next time, Hudafiz.